It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter, two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in, what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. Uh, with you, as per usual, and with me, as per usual, I have Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, welcome to uh, the original dead spot of the year. And oh. this isn't the deadest. Like, next week's going to be the dead of the dead. Well, so yeah, all-star break. Yeah, all-star break's going to be... We're just going to be like we do normally... You and I will be streaming the home run derby during the show, probably, and um, <laughs> right. you know, talking about whatever else we're doing. Right. Um, but yeah, not a lot of other things going on right now. We are um, going to probably keep this short. I'm just getting over um, <laughs> on that family vacation over the 4th and everything. After my parents' retirement ended up picking up COVID. Um it was a, I think it's the, it was the BA5, the new one, because um, I didn't have cough or problems breathing particularly, but I had massive headache, like the worst headache I've ever had. And I get migraines, um, mm-hmm. stress migraines since Iraq, uh, mm-hmm. and I get um, you know other headaches here and there. But I mean, like this one went on for three days of being able to feel every heartbeat. Um, it was the Weird. worst. That's um, fun. What are you yeah. What are you talking about? No, a new one. COVID doesn't exist, John. Stop it. Uh, yeah, it was not fun. And I've got both. I mean, if that, I had not had my vaccines, I'd have been hospitalized because that was that was bad. And I've gotten through the vaccine. So yeah, pulled out of there. It's, well, it's the been a couple days. Too, but I'm so when's, tired. When's the last time you got your booster? Too on top of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually due for my second booster probably soon. Um, because yeah. actually, like the other people in my family who got boosters more recently or got shots more recently, nobody else got, there were 14 of us there. And yeah. what happened is one of my nieces got it from friends at school or friends at whatever back, back home. Um, so again, Illinois is trying to kill me. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> no, it's not their fault. They didn't know either. They've got sports betting and that's about it. <laughs> she didn't get symptoms till she got to where we were. Uh, so mm-hmm. her, her sister, and me, the only ones who, who actually got anything. Everybody else has tested a couple times by now. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is doing fine. I've pulled through. I think the girls have pulled through. We're, we're all doing fine now. But yeah, I'm just still I, I tired. Was say, when, was your, when was your first booster? Because I think my first booster was like last October or September. I don't know. I don't, I don't have my card on me because why would I? But I I actually laminated a copy of mine just in case for like traveling. Well, you kind of you kind of have to for your job, I'm sure. Like, um, actually, yeah, November's when I got my booster, so yeah, I should probably get the the next one soon here too. And from what I've been reading, the the next one, the booster should be more effective in helping against the BA four and BA five. Right. They're not even fun names anymore. Like Omicron. I know. Like, Delta. can we have some? Can we have some? Yeah. Like, uh, what was that? Uh, Omicron Absalon and uh, yeah, Omicron Zulu yeah. or something. I don't know. Just start using the phonetic alphabet. Uh, this is or Bravo. Alphabet, you prefer. Or we could go with it. Where we could go with the hurricane naming conventions. You know, so to just just go by A B C and just give them altering names. Right. Exactly. <laughs> It's not the worst uh, idea. This I'm is... sorry. I'm sorry. In case you guys didn't know it, John John does have a fairly large family, and they were in a minivan this whole time. So oh. this is well, and then, all packed together. So this is like Thursday. Friday, I tested positive, and we had to leave. Uh, we had to drive yeah. from Destin to Wisconsin, and I could not drive because I was falling asleep, and it was getting dizzy at points, and yeah, headaches that just made it. I did not want to be upright i bet you're glad you procreated 16 years ago now <laughs> aren't you yeah but i mean like trina can't drive after 10 because she turns into a pumpkin basically she just, she just gets tired and won't won't drive after 10 and josh shouldn't be driving in the dark in a different state <laughs> a bad yeah, and the fact that he's been driving for three days so wow longer than that but still yeah it's like well, this is strange and the roads are terrible in other states mm-hmm. terrible like uh, josh i think now has gained some appreciation for how good wisconsin roads are mm-hmm. uh 
nothing makes you appreciate Wisconsin more than leaving it. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but yeah, except so in, ex- except except in January, that's you know. No, January, I'm still good. February. I'm still yeah. good then. No, it's all the right. Only time I appreciate, the only time I appreciate Florida is when I'm there in January. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just all right, everybody. We're gonna we're gonna start getting into everything, and it, it may be a little shorter. We'll see how we go. I'm 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 a little tired, so we might try to wrap it up early. But we're gonna start everything off with the part of the show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. Okay, so we start with Brewers because it's the only thing that's actually really playing right now. Right, and, and they're not, and they're not really playing. They're really not. I mean, like <laughs> we talked about this before we left on our little hiatus there because we took the week yeah. off, uh, and we're like, man, two games against the Rays who are really good, and it's going to be rough, you know, playing down and getting to the Rays. Uh, they beat them right. both times. They took yeah, them both it, games. It looked good. Looked they, good. They did. The pitching was all on point. Um, I, I mean, like that's a team that has some people who can hit, kind of up and down. Not a lot of heavy hitters, but they got enough offensive firepower that they make things work and they got good pitching and we got to their bullpen and we got we got to that team and we were able to to put together runs and and do enough to get good solid wins i mean like they weren't scared we didn't i mean they're five three both of them um but the team just they looked put together uh they they, you know only give up three runs you should win that game i mean you got to score four but this team can do it and they've shown they can do it um, they beat the Blue Jays, they beat the, the, the Rays, and we're like, this is great. Um, we just got, I mean, from this stretch here, right before that, you've got to split with the Cardinals, uh, take two out of three from the Blue Jays, and then take two in a row from the Tampa Bay Rays. These are three straight, uh, just, let's see, yeah, this is the two road games, but that's three straight series against uh, winning teams. And they, they split mm-hmm. with the one and then won the other two. And they're like, thank God. We're coming home. Um, well, we right. got to, well, we got to play in Pittsburgh and then come home. But it's a ten game right. set where you're going to be yep. playing the Pirates and the Cubs for ten games, and they went four and six, four yeah. and six, and and it's all pitching. Yeah, and they they won they won two in Pittsburgh, but couldn't beat Pittsburgh twice at home. Right. I, I mean, like, and it feels is, a lot this of like, is like the, this is like this, this is like the Brewers ten years ago. 12 years ago when they remember when they could not beat the pirates there's been weird yeah. streaks with the Brewers just cannot beat the pirates no matter how bad the pirates are yeah and it was like finally it but it like wasn't this year ago, it feels like a couple of years ago that they finally killed it like okay the pirates aren't going to be our problem and now here they come again and it's like how can this team keep beating us like this i mean danny vogelbach the ghost of first base christmas pass <laughs> popping home runs in the ninth inning i mean and the only game that the, the brewers won against both either team involved extra innings and a home run by um uh the catcher which catcher was it that hit the home run and it was Narvaez uh, oh Narvaez uh, um you mean the last one against the Pirates no, the here? fourth the fourth of July game against the Cubs oh against the Cubs Sorry, I, I'm oh. saying the whole homestand now well they won so that one two games five to two yeah they, they yeah. won on a, a three-run homer in the in extra innings yeah. and it was with, Carantini uh, Carantini, who, who's wearing a golden sombrero up to that point, he'd struck up four times in the game. We were at that game. That was the USO game. Again, yeah. USO, oh, thank right, you so yeah. much They're the best. for uh, Fourth of July handing out tickets. They actually put us in the outfield box right down the left field line. That uh, 232 section, that is where it's at, by the way. You have a chance to catch fall balls. There's bathrooms and concessions right at the top. And if you have an aisle seat, it's perfect. Now, the problem with those outfield box seats down the left field line, though, is if you get in the middle of the row, because there's like 25 seats in those rows. So <laughs> if you get stuck in the middle, you're going to ask a lot of people to stand up every time you want to get in out. But luckily, we got aisle seats. Thank you, USO. Thank you, Josh Silva from the Wisconsin USO. You guys are awesome. It was Fourth of July was a, an amazing event. And uh, it was it was funky because that's when those big storms were rolling in and uh Oh, yeah. Right as the game started, the storms hit, so they closed the dome up, and it was 82 with 90% humidity inside Miller Park or inside AmFam Field for game start. It was a sauna in there. It was a very <laughs> different experience. They left the windows open in the outfield, so there's a little bit of wind coming in out. But, uh, yeah, and we didn't end up seeing the game because it was a 3 o'clock start. But, yeah, no, so they win that game. Carantini, after wearing the golden sombrero plus one, 
And they um, never led in that game until that happened. Until that happened. And we were almost back to Janesville. It took that long to get through the ninth and 10th innings. And we left in the top of the eighth. Um, then they lost two to them. And then they beat the Pirates on what I would say the goofiest play of the year is, except for what happened in the White Sox-Twins game the night before. Um, so they beat the Pirates on the last – they were up 4-3. And whoever it was from the Pirates um, on a relay throw in from the infi- from the outfield had it to second base, and he decided to keep running home. He was rounding third and going for home as the second baseman had ball in hand <laughs> and easily got him out. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about with the Twins, uh, uh, Twins White Sox game, uh, go look it up. They took that ball and they sent it to Cooperstown. It's the first and only triple play 8-5 ever in Major League history. And it was uh, a fly ball to the outfield. And it wasn't Buxton. It was – who's their center field? Yeah, that was. It was Buxton. Um, oh, okay. Chased it down with a pretty good play. But for whatever, the White Sox runners lost their mind. They were on first and second and just took off running and didn't stop. They didn't hold or anything. And so Buxton caught it on the run, turned around and fired it back to halfway between second and third. The third baseman, number five, caught it and tagged out the the, the first base guy who was almost to third and then walked over and stepped on second because that dude was almost at home plate. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Go look it up. 8-5, okay. triple play, Twins, White Sox. But so, so yes, the Brewers ended up beating. So the Brewers' two wins this week were on freakishly weird wins. Otherwise, there was some good pitching. Uh, Corbin Burns continues to get zero run support, carrying one zero shutouts into the seventh inning. You know, um, Woodruff's been throwing dimes, getting no decisions. You know, it's like the, this Brewers' offense is uh, – and, and today um, – I sent it to you, John, on Twitter. It was uh, uh, who tweeted it. Uh, I'll get to it here real quick. You talk first. Yeah, sure. I'll get that. I just love looking at this play, too, because they even are asking Adamus about it afterwards. He's like, I turned around, and I'm just – because it's a bloop single by by Vogelbach. It's just a little bloop single. And even Vogelbach looks confused as all get-go as to why this guy is going home. It's amazing. Like, he turns – he gets a hit, makes it four to three, and he turns the, 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 the base there. And and he just starts clapping his hands like, yeah, there we go. We got something now. Cause, but that dude on a bloop single tried to go from first to home. He's right. first to third easily. Uh, Thomas gets it, turns around, sees the guy starting to round third, and he's already got the ball. And the quote, they even got a quote from him that says, what's going on? Where is he going? <laughs> right. He had no idea what was happening. It's fantastic. No, Thomas didn't even have to throw. He threw it. He threw it with a little bit of stank to home plate, but not much because he didn't have to. Well, he, he beat him home by almost 30 feet. That's not As close fact, at all. The, the fact that the guy kept running towards home and not trying to get back to third base is even more embarrassing. Like, he should have put on the brakes and at least get nailed in a rundown. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The, like, the only thing that made it... something can happen. Like he honestly, like just like jogged into home plate and let him tag him. Well, and the it only was, thing it was too, the weirdest it, damn thing ever. He had to to turn around and do that because you don't figure that guy's going home when you turn around, right? Like, right. He, like counsel says, but he's like, you turn around and look, and that's what he did. And then he says, you you have to be ready to throw it. And he was, I mean, like nobody's ready to make that throw because. Your feeling is like, boom, there's a single. He's going to third. Okay, here we go. Ball's in the infield now. Nobody mm-hmm. takes another base once the ball's in the infield. And he right. did. He just decided to try it and uh, like, ended the game. It was fantastic. It's like I said. It's like I said with the runner, too. Like, why didn't he? He didn't hit it. He didn't even hit the brakes. He was no. 20 feet from home when the catcher had the ball. Hit the brakes. Go for a rundown because at least something can happen. That dude literally just jogged into the catcher and let him take him out. Wasn't trying like, to slide. I, wasn't I, anything. Like, He's just I like, got, I got a, like he was Babe Ruth in it, and I got a hot date. I got to get out of here. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing, though, that I, I want to say, though, is um, in the losses here, they score seven, score four, uh, they score three, they lose the one to two. Uh, they score three and they score six. Uh, it, it wasn't the run support that killed them in this one. This this ten game stretch where they go four and six. Um, it wasn't the run support that killed them this time. Uh, but but they need to get some things 
going with some of the, the pitching that they've been getting here recently. Like you said, Corbin Burns getting it to him. Uh, Woodruff coming back in has been a good uh, lift for this team too. Um, but yeah, not getting it from Hauser. Uh, we're throwing in um, the guy from Seinfeld and, you know, just yeah. Ashby out there a lot. And I get what Council does, keeping his guys fresh and trying to make things work for the entirety of the year and also build up the young arms to be able to come in because we're not keeping all of these pitchers for the next 10 years. I mean, that's just not happening. Right. Um, but he wants to build them and he wants to do this. The, this team is still in first place. And I kind of feel like they'll eventually win the division by default. And I don't like feeling like that, right. but this division is not good. I'm, and the Cardinals have been, have been slumping hard this last couple of weeks too. Like they should be up four and a, they're up two and a half. Now they should be up four and a half to five and a half. Like after yeah. running through the Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Pittsburgh, you know, yeah. series, like it should, it shouldn't even be close going into yeah. the all-star break, but you know, and yeah. And I mean, Peralta's still out and you know, there's, injuries like you have but i mean the, the batting continues to disappoint it's getting better at least everybody's over the mendoza line finally you know and yelich it looks you know i i'll point this out every week on the podcast yelich uh i i called it on twitter about five days before it happened i said put him in the leadoff spot just just do it and yeah. he's been great since then uh made a terrible throw the other night uh that kind of led to that uh uh, win with the Vogelbach home run um, allowed a run to score that allowed the ninth inning to keep going. And Broxberger, who's otherwise been on fire this year, got kind of rocked in that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, the hitting still continues to disappoint. There's no good hitter on this team. There's not one. You know? Yeah, I'm just there's not. To find there's the... not. I mean, Kutch has been great. Yeah. Like, Kutch he was good the other night in the loss. Two run homer in the finale that got it to eight to six because it was eight to four in the ninth. And he came up and banged a home run, a yeah, line fast. shot. He's been great, but it's Kutch. You're you're going to get what you're going to get from him. He's like Pujols at this point. Like there, this is Swan. This is Swan Song stuff. Like, yeah, you're going to get that once in a while. He's going to heat up, and he's a little bit younger than Pujols. A little bit more tread still on the tires, but it's like. You're kind of just going to get what you're going to get with him, you know, but it's, he should be a complimentary piece to your lineup. He shouldn't be the best hitter you have. Right. Rowdy's been hitting lots of extra bases, which is good for a first baseman, but there's not a good hitter on this team. There is not a defined, you know, and, no. and we talk about it all the time and they live and die by the home run, which it works. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm complaining about a team that's in first place, but it's this is what's going to get us in the long run in the playoffs. Home runs mm-hmm. will win you when you regular season games. Small ball will win you playoff games. At least having the option, you know, like right. you've got to score runs. And in a, in a seven game series in the playoffs, you have to score runs. You need base runners. This is to where score the runs. Padres always have problems. People. Same thing. Like what right. happens with the Padres? They're, they're big ball, they're slam Diego and all that stuff. Yeah, but they don't do anything to play. They never looked like anything else after that because then they go look play the, other look teams. At the twins, look at the twins just last year. Yeah, the Bomba squad, they were amazing. Same thing this year, just hitting home runs. The problem is when your bats go cold, they go cold, and you can't produce. And and we don't have any. When it gets cold, the yeah. ball doesn't go as far later in the year. Right, and it's just it, it's frustrating to watch. Like, and and then like I, I was, uh, it was. Um, Robin Adams from uh, uh, Wisconsin uh, Sports Heroics uh, was read, uh, wrote a piece today about um, they let a handful of minor league players go, which included uh, Dave Dahl, who in AAA right now has a higher average OB- OBP and slugging percentage than any of the outfielders that are currently on the Brewers top squad. And it, it's a question as to why he's not why he's here instead of Jonathan Davis, who's very light hitting, good outfielder, but very light hitting. And um, it's, it's like, what's the plan for hitting? 
because there's not a strong bat in the lineup. There's some nice bats. Colton Wong can hit some once in a while. Uh, Adamas can get hot, and he's got a lot of home runs for a shortstop. Um, you know, it's like, what? what's the plan? What's the plan here? There's Yelich was supposed to be the plan. I get it. That ain't working out. It's, it's nice that he's coming around, but what's the plan? Yeah, and it was the, the story is just that, that David all got released. The other people mentioned in there were either moved to injured lists or moved to mm-hmm. different minor league teams. So right. uh, Jackson Reitz goes to AAA Nashville. Brent Diaz goes to Biloxi. Uh, Terrence Dostin uh, goes to Wisconsin. So those are just three catchers that are getting moved around from the different groups. But yeah, and, you know, letting and, go and of I center like fielders. Point out that it's, I would like to point out that it's not a, an illegitimate gripe from me. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Didn't let us down to the playoffs last year. The pitching. Yeah. We scored, what, four runs? Yeah, we didn't score at all. All the bats went cold right at the wrong point of the year. Um, everybody was, was cold Rowdy, early. Rowdy Telez, was, Rowdy Telez was the only one hitting in the playoffs. Yeah, all the... It was like uh, the beginning of the year, they had trouble doing anything scoring. They made a couple moves. They got some scoring. They did well. They they built up. They had this period where they were the best team in baseball. They just were. They were beating everybody. And then they they dropped off that peak. Like they peaked way too soon almost. And I don't know if that's a thing you can even predict or project or if it's a thing. Just they hit a point where they were just great and they were coasting. And then they just they just dropped off and then they stopped hitting. And then it was just yep. done because the playoffs are fast then when you're you're doing that from a wild card spot. Or, you know, you're playing through those rounds. It's 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 a very quick thing when you have to play the Dodgers to start off with. So yeah. I don't know. Truth. But either way, the, the we need to get people back healthy. Uh, it's going to be a rough little stretch coming up here uh, in, in the short run here because leading up to the All-Star game are going to be two road games with the Twins and then four road games with the Giants. Oddly, the Giants are one of the teams that have a uh, batting average pretty similar to the Brewers. They're, they're just worse than us. As a team, the, the Giants hit 235 and the Brewers hit 237. Our OPS is uh 729. There's a 70 <laughs> no, there's a 713. Um, what's the other ones we're looking at here? Uh their slugging is pretty similar obviously as well. So yeah, we're 22nd and 23rd in batting average. Our slugging is higher. Uh, our on-base is pretty similar, but yeah. So we're just those kinds of teams in terms of our hitting. <laughs> But let's see. I was check out just just purely runs scored, which is supposed to be one of the bigger um, metrics in theory. The Brewers are tenth in the league, and the Giants are tied with us for tenth. So I mean, like these are two of the worst hitting teams uh, in terms of actual batting average. They're they're tied for tenth in terms of actually scoring runs somehow. That's because exactly the formula, because OPS is what they're looking for, and they're trying to keep that slugging high, because the Brewers ninth in slugging, and uh, San Francisco 14th. It's it's modern baseball. It's just this is what it's going to look like. So, I don't know, at least in, in terms of that correlation there, these are teams who have said we will take fewer hits if they mean more runs, which is so contrary to... Uh, baseball thought from growing up when we did. Um, you got runs by getting on base and then moving those people over somewhere else. So they eventually moved all the way back around to where they started. And they're not scoring runs that way anymore. I mean, they do. Some people do, obviously. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just not, it's not necessarily the thing that always wins those games. Um, these are two teams who are showing that the way that they're putting together, and these are Two teams who usually have to find a way to do a lot more with lesser payrolls than like the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Astros or whatever. It's amazing. I've been trying to talk to you for the last 30 seconds with the mic muted. It didn't work well at all. (laughs) Anyways, uh, it's probably preferable for the listeners. But no, it's amazing though that like when these games happen and like they manufacture runs and it's everyone's like, well, that worked out well. We got people on base and just started knocking them around and blah, 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 whatever. And it's like, when the home run ball isn't working, you got it. You got to have a backup plan. And guess what? The home run work, the home run ball works better when other people are on base. 
Oh yeah. Two. Like, yeah. If you get more people on, you know, let's go John Olerud and knock her, knock in some doubles. Dante Bichette. Let's get some doubles, man. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's feast or famine with the long ball. That's the thing with the long ball. And it's, mm-hmm. and, 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 and everyone subscribes to it. Like, Oh yeah, that's how we do it now. Well, yeah. And as soon as you get to the playoffs, what happens? It's pitching and hitting, not long ball hitting either. Like it's manufacturing runs. So if, and Unless it happens everybody's every doing year. It. And it's like, and that's the thing is like every year it gets to the playoffs and it's a surprise. Like, Oh, well, this team was able to manufacture runs, and that's why they won this game. That's great. All right, then use it in the regular season, too. Like, it's just I, – I understand the metrics. I get it. Like, I understand it. But it's it's like a card game, like a street card game. Like, I understand what you're doing. Like, I understand you're going to take my money. But it, <laughs> this isn't legitimate. Like, it's not going to work long term for you. Like – Sooner or later, this is going to get caught up. Like it's if if you strike out, like nothing happens. No one moves. There's no chance for error. Errors are a big part of baseball. Like, just like I said with that guy, the, the Pittsburgh guy. Like when he was 20 feet from home plate, and the catcher had the ball in his hands, he just like jogged into it and got tagged out. No, you turn around and run back to third. Are you going to probably get tagged out? Yeah, because you're you're, you're <laughs> Los Pablo dead, Reyes you're is there. Yeah. Yeah, you're dead to rights in a rundown for the most part, right? Like you're going to get tagged out eventually. However, something can go wrong. Mm-hmm. With the strikeout, nothing yeah. can go wrong. The only thing that can go wrong is the catcher can drop the ball, and then you might have a chance to run to first base. But guess, otherwise, if you if you strike out, no one moves, nothing happens, there's one more out. You I know? guess the only real it's, counter to that is, you know, saying, you know, what what are the Brewers doing here with this, you know, and letting Dahl go and doing this and why they have their light hitting center fielder up and playing is you say, maybe they care way more about a center fielder's glove than what he hits. Um, and that's the reason well, why the Lorenzo case, Cain. They'd still, have, they'd, still have, they'd still have Lorenzo Cain then. Yeah. If it made, well, meant more about a glove. There, it does mean a lot about a glove, but maybe they're just like, you balance it to a certain point. But eventually, you got to hit something, <laughs> you know. Like he was, yeah, his was it was just done at that point. I feel. I don't I know, know. I know. I think I'm, that... I'm just saying, like, like you can't wait. You can't wait that much in the. I mean, yeah. So the Brewers are waiting that much into fielding and pitching, mm-hmm. and and just and just straight up. I don't know. I, I feel like an old man yelling at clouds. Like it's all right. It's just we did it. I mean, and it's going to come back around. I'm, I'm not going to be wrong, John. I am going to be right because everything's cyclical. Yeah, it'll come back. People will start moving back just, to small ball because kids, they'll kill all I, the shifts. Right. And I just wa- I just watched kids walk in front of my house tonight dressed like kids from the 80s because <laughs> Stranger Things is a huge show. What is that? Man? And, and they're, they're wearing Def Leppard T-shirts and Metallica T-shirts with ratted up jeans, not like ratted up jeans of, you know, the last couple of years, but like <laughs> it, looking like the eighties. And I pulled, I grabbed Holly and one of them was wearing, one of them had foam headphones, like from a Walkman around oh the my neck. Gosh. Cause they're remaking those now. So you can plug them or so, in there and they're Bluetooth. <laughs> and so, and I, 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 pointed, I grabbed Holly cause we were out front. And I'm like, look at these kids. I said, look at these kids. I'm like, I'm not making fun of them, but look, they look straight out of the 80s. Straight up. Everything's cyclical. Everything's cyclical. Sooner or later, the hitting for home runs isn't going to work anymore. Pitchers <laughs> like Corbin Burns are are going to be, and, and Josh Hader, they, they, they just, you know, it's, if, if someone choked up on a bat and tried to actually hit them instead of trying to outpower them, they'd probably beat them. But that's the thing. You can't outpower power. And I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't know, John. To a certain point, too, though, if the league continues to make, you know, these legislative acts, you know, like, let's get rid of the shift, then it won't go yeah. away because right. then it's going to get rid of the way you make it cyclical. If you say mm-hmm. we can always do the shift, like, well, why don't I just hit away from the shift? Why don't we just get a bunch of people who know how to hit like Tony Gwynn? I mean, nobody's going to hit like Tony Gwynn probably for quite a while again, but 
You get somebody well, who you can just know because straight nobody, up hit. Nobody has to. Nobody nobody tries to do it. Nobody right. comes up trying to hit like Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn and Wade Boggs are by gods. They're from a different era. They like, should add something. Um, I mean, like, I remember when Prince. I remember when Prince Fielder started slapping it to the other field. Well, I was saying like, like there's um, well, he did that early on, and then he stopped doing it because he was trying to get a big contract, He's, and then he went. He back. stopped doing it, and then when he was with. Rangers at the end, he went oh. back to doing it again, where he'd yeah. slap it down the left field line. Yeah, keep him off guard, and his his tubby butt would make it to second base because there was nobody over there. Prince yeah. Fielder, by the way, two in the park home runs in his yep. career. Yeah, <laughs> watch those; they're great. Uh, yeah, it Scott, was just Scott, Scotty Scotty Pesednik zero, and he was one of the fastest players I've ever <laughs> seen play. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. I mean, I feel like it'll be so cool. I think it'll, it'll something will have to come back around unless they they totally force it out. Um, but yeah, it's it's just my thought. You know, like they have the home run derby, but they don't have much else. It's kind of like they have a slam dunk competition. The NBA turns into mostly slam dunk com- contests. I mean, like games are more about can I get in there and posterize, which is a really big thing. Which of course means that. Guys don't want to get posterized, so they don't bother trying to contest and block a, a slam because they're afraid that they'll fail. And they'd be right. better off not failing than actually trying and then blocking a shot. Um, so the the way we've highlighted this is we're, we do home run derbies and slam dunk competitions. And then the game turns into slam dunks and home runs. Um, the NHL used to have skill competitions they don't really even do it anymore but it was so great no. they did have hardest slap shot they also had the fastest skater yeah, but they who also the had who, who is the guy from uh, toronto that would always win the fastest slap shot from He's toronto big, um big big old, big old guy well z used to win it z still has the record zidano chara that is yeah, Charles. Yeah, because no, he's is. he's a monster. Uh, he's retired. When, now. when we were when we were in college, there was a monster that was playing for Toronto too. He was. I think who that wasn't was. much of a scorer, but he had a slap shot that was like 110 miles an hour. Some <laughs> crazy stuff like that. Yeah, but then there they also had most accurate shot, and Ray yes. Bork used to kill at that. He didn't have a big slap shot, but they would pass you the puck. I think it was just above the slot, so it was up above the the crease there. And you would get as many pucks as you could take to try to get to the, you know, they had a, a like a plate in each corner of the goal. And yeah. twice he did it where he just four shots, just knocked them all four out. And it's just like, jeez. He's the only guy who ever Ray, did that. Just four shots, four plates. Ray, Ray, Ray Bork, 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 Bork. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, Gretzky, Gretzky could have done that too. Like Gretzky yeah. was lethal with his. They, they always so fast. Press. Gretzky could have hit a, a dime hanging from a string anywhere in the net. So, yeah, he just yeah. hadn't done it in the the skills because he didn't do skills, I guess. But Ray Bork was a big star, and he did it. If they did some sort of contest where it was actually like a hitting contest, like can you put it over there? You get points for putting it in each field. Um, mm-hmm. Ten pitches to to try to get them in wherever. I mean, like do something like that to see if people can actually put a ball where they want to put a ball. That would be interesting, and that might make it interesting too, because like three point shooting contest now is more popular because it's become more interesting. The three point shot in the NBA and it's uh-huh. changed drastically, even though it's been around most of our lives at this point. I mean, I think as, as long as I can years. remember, yeah, yeah. I mean, like 35, 35 years, yeah, yeah, it's all I remember for basketball for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, you know, the, the three point shooting contest is is interesting now because. That's a big deal. Some of these guys are incredible. Um, yeah, maybe if they made them play horse, that would be more fun. It would be definitely more fun than the slam dunk competition, which just isn't fun anymore. You're like you're all like six nine. Nobody's impressed right. that you can dunk. Well, they were just they were just talking about that on Drew and KB on the way home today. They were talking about things that used to be a big deal that aren't a big deal anymore, and they're going through all sorts of things. You know, like Wimbledon, and uh, and that was one of the things they were talking about the slam dunk contest. It was like. Back then, the slam dunk contest, like even early on in LeBron James' career, it was the best people in the NBA. Now it's just random shooting guards and power forwards that no one knows who they are. Like Dunking is not that, I mean, like they're all giants. It's not that interesting. Yeah. And when it started, you know, we had, you know, like Julius Irving, you know, oh. who was, you know, dunking from behind 
behind the board, you know, and that was something. And Spud Webb was five foot seven, yeah. you know, and Jordan taken off from the free throw line. And, yeah. you know, it's like now we're dunking over top of people and bringing cars out there and stuff like that. Um, the one thing I was going to say that, that I, that I've noticed like at live games and you don't get on TV because TV TV's ruined every sport except football because football is made for TV. Um, but baseball, like if you're watching baseball on TV, yeah, it's, it's fine. If everyone strikes out and every once in a while there's a home run, if you're at a live game, that's boring as H like, I, I like there's, there's, it, if, if you're at a game where there's a lot of hits, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's something to watch. The kids are watching the game. Everybody's watching because stuff's happening. But if it's if strikeout city with an occasional home run, like you're out of your seat. Half the time you miss the home run because it's like nothing's going on here. And that's when that's when you go to the pisser. And then you hear the roar of the crowd when you're in the pisser because you don't, I mean, and that's baseball. I understand that. Like it's un- unpredictable, but like I've been to games where there's lots of hits, lots of singles, doubles, not so many home runs. Home runs are great. They're fun. You know, I was there in 2011 when Ryan Braun put one halfway up the, the, the outfield, outfield display to win the, to, to win the NL central. Yeah. Um, it was great. It was amazing. That's awesome. But like a game that moves along, but it's, it's, it's almost like it, it turns it into a a, 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 a a crappy NFL product, like chunky and, you know, like foot, football when you're when you're live. And, you know, this, too, it's like with the TV breaks and stuff like that. It's kind of clunky, like when you're live, like it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the TV timeouts and stuff like that. Same thing with NBA games. But in the NBA, they drag things out on the court and entertain you. But like with baseball, it's like it, it gets clunky, like when nothing's happening for a while. And it's like, but you've been to those games where there's a couple singles every inning, and it's like, hey, this this is clipping along. Next thing you know, it's like, holy smokes, it's seven, it's it's you know, it's time for roll out the barrel. You know, it's, well, those it's, games take I, longer I think, though. Usually, <laughs> I think I think baseball's gone. Hey, we need the long ball because everyone loves the long ball. Chicks love long ball. But at the same time, it's like, yeah. But if 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 ninety five percent of the game is boring, and we're just waiting for that one home run, like how about action? Let's let's get let's get things moving. Let's yeah, let's move so. this game along. Let's 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 have things to watch. Let's have things to do. Let's have a reason to watch the game. Sausage races, stri- yeah. Strikeouts and home runs and sausage races and sausage races. All right. Yes. Well, let's move this that's game the, along too. The then though. Um, the only other massive news that came out while we were away is that the college football landscape is just just nuts again. Um, so oh, yeah, well, now what, confirmed. What do, think, what do you think about USC and the uh, Big Ten? <clears throat> this is going to be weird. So it's. I think the future of college football is going to be two mega conferences, and that's going to make that essentially. You could almost. Almost just say if the Big Ten added a couple more teams, make mm-hmm. it four divisions, have you know the two Eastern and the two Western division champs play each other in Week Twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, so you play an eleven-game schedule. Mm-hmm. Week Twelve is the division champs play each other, and then you have a conference championship game, and then you also make Week Twelve like you know two versus two, three versus three, four versus four, on down the line like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So you've got a whole slate for 12 games for everybody. The last set of games is going to be more fun. Uh, You'll have to do your rivalry games like a week earlier um, with the way they they like to line up Michigan and all that. They'd line that up like a week, you know, uh, say week 11, week 12 is that game. And then the championship week after that. And you could have that essentially be your playoff for a lot of that because the sec is not done they're going to go and try to take uh arizona arizona state they're already talking about adding clemson and florida state and i forget who virginia and virginia tech well yeah they're gonna eat up the acc yeah they're gonna sure yeah they're, they're gonna eat all the other three conferences the big 12 
is out there moving around like it's not already dead. Like, I don't understand them. Like, they're like, hey, man, we got to step in here and take some of these Pac-12 teams. They're like, you are a dead body. Yeah. You're just waiting. All right. Like, yeah, yeah, you didn't. don't have you've lost Nebraska and Colorado and Texas and Oklahoma. And you are now the Texas, K-State Conference. Texas right. A&M, too, right? Yes, you're right. Yeah, sorry, I missed that one. Yeah, yeah they, right. and they lost They lost Texas A&M and Missouri to the SEC. And that uh, was like, Missouri that, was the be, that was the beginning of the end. You knew it was coming after that. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, between that and Nebraska to the Big Ten, too, on top of it. So, um, yeah, go ahead. Continue on what you're going to say. Yeah. I, have a, I have a whole other take that I've been poo-pooed about and I'm really angry about, so... <laughs> It's just they're the other conferences don't nearly have the money to make these things work. They're waiting on Notre Dame right now, mm-hmm. but Oregon, Washington, Notre Dame, and someone else, I would say Cincinnati myself, but that's because I still have some feeling that some of this regionalism could be cool, but, mm-hmm. um, but they're definitely going to keep going. Uh, like somebody was talking about like the where they're projecting out these uh, payouts at this point, the per team, payout for was uh for every big 10 school just by being in the big 10 network which i will now by the way have new york chicago la philadelphia the four largest television markets in the united states those are the four largest i thought houston was number four i thought so too we looked it up it's philadelphia houston and houston and san francisco i thought were ahead of philly but they're not right uh, now uh i think houston's a bigger city but Philadelphia okay. is the fourth largest market. It's, it's all they're all they're all interconnected too. Because there's like other, yeah, they got yeah. a lot more suburb uh, population, I guess. But yeah, right, no, right, it's. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just kind of crazy that way. So they're right. just going to be yeah. controlling so much money. Like just the payouts from being in the Big Ten network is going to be basically double what any of these other places can get. Notre Dame used to make big money because they could get the big problem was if you took all the bowl money from the big 10, they would put it into a pot and then they just pay every team an equal share. Okay. So mm-hmm. whoever, if you win the Rose bowl, you get that money, it goes into the big 10 pot and it goes to everybody. And Notre Dame's mm-hmm. like, well, we'll win a bowl game and we'll just keep whatever we get. So we don't have to share it with some team that didn't make a bowl. Yeah. Well, Notre right Dame now the, that's not the money. Notre the Dame bowl is, money is nothing compared to TV money. Notre Dame, Notre Dame is the uh, major league baseball of college football. <laughs> They're still good right now, but the problem, yeah, no, they can't get what the Big Ten Network or the SEC Network is going to offer them. They just can't. Oh, they don't have. They 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 they, they recruited off tradition for years. Oh yeah. In the movie, in the movie, Rudy helped them out. You know, after they were starting to wane in the first place. But yeah. so I had a I had a take, and, and and a lot of people had this one. It was it was it was well, this is going to help our recruiting for the Big Ten, because. Basically, everywhere. the Big Ten had Ohio, Pennsylvania, which is kind of a hotbed yeah. for fo- high school football. Um, and Michigan, bless our yeah. state, bless our state, but it ain't much of a hotbed, you know. No. So we've you produced know, a lot of we, of NFL talent, but it's not considered a hotbed. You would rather recruit no, Ohio, not than hotbed, Wisconsin. We don't have enough people. We have less people. It, as yeah. was pointed out when Milwaukee was playing Phoenix in the finals, like there's as many people in the Phoenix metropolitan areas there in the entire state of Wisconsin. So, yes, we're that lucky. Thank you, everybody. Um, but anyhow, um, so, and I, 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 I called into Grant Bill's show, the Wisco Sports Show, and was poo pooed and poo pooed by like I said, it's going to help recruiting, like because California is a hotbed, you know, it's Texas, Florida, and then that Ohio, Pennsylvania area, and then California. I said, this is going to help. And like, oh, it's not going to make any difference. It's not like they're going to see these Wisconsin teams and that they're going to be, you know, instantly flocking to Wisconsin. It's like, um, it's better than nothing. Exposure is better than no exposure. I mean, it's well, it's going to be at least neutral at worst. Better at better at least really good at at best. You know, it's like they're they're going to get exposed. And guess what? These teams now have these fan bases now have to buy the Big Ten Network to yeah. watch their teams play, which mm-hmm. means they're going to see these other teams play. And yeah. when their kids can't make the USC squad or UCLA, they're going to go to another Big Ten school, not to the SEC or to 
a Pac-12 school or uh, uh, Mountain West. God bless you, Mountain West and WAC. We <laughs> loved you. I loved the WAC back in the it day. It was fun. God, I hope they get. I hope they pull in Boise State. I really do. Get them into the covenant at least if we're going to do this right. Um, let's not ho- let's that let's that hose Boise State in the end here. They they Jeez. they were the little engine that could. Um, but uh, but no, it's like it's a huge recruiting bit. Like, and just like you said, you know, Chicago's a, a pretty good recruiting. New York is not a good football recruiting. No hot spot. There's no. it's it's it, that's basketball, baseball. basketball. There's right. not a lot of football that comes out of there. But you're right. So now they have New York, New York, Chicago, LA. That's key. I, I didn't know about Philadelphia, but yeah, like as far as like television rights, that's huge. Like. Yeah, like the SEC is, like, they've got the teams, they've got the hotbeds, you know, a lot of football down there. That's that's where it comes from because otherwise you're going to be in poverty if you don't make it in football because they can't read. Um, well, but yeah. I said that out loud, John, and well, I know they don't you fund their schools. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, no, it's 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 absolutely recruiting, and once you get up into Oregon, Washington, and I, it, it, Big Ten, the Big Ten's nailed it. Like it's going to be minus the hyperbole. It's going to be North versus South. Yeah. yeah, they've basically drawn a line from LA to New York. Yeah, and that's going to be one conference, and the other one's going to be the other conference. Yeah, and, and then it's going to be boy, what happens in the Northwest. Is that going to go? with us or are they going to go to the big 12 are they going to try to create some different thing from the remaining schools i mean like stanford i don't oregon state washington state how about the schools nobody's trying to get there's stanford there's oregon state there's washington state there's um i guess utah is talking with other places now though but i mean so 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 oregon and the big 10 talks Oregon and Washington are very much in Big Ten talks right now. Okay, that that's that's the big money. And yeah, but I, I it mean, kind of yeah, depends I think, on I think what Notre Dame's going to do. I think it's going to be one of those. I think they, I think they, I think they were courted by the Big Ten because of the money with those universities. I think the other ones are going to have to beg to get into the Big Ten. Yeah, I don't think the other ones do. I don't think the other ones get in. But where where do they go? I think, I, I think they're going to though. Like. Someday, maybe, maybe at some but point, yeah, or they get re- you know relegated. You know, they get they get taken down, and they're like, "Well, you're Mountain West now." Like, it, there's not a, it's a pack twelve. It's a pack ten again, because it's not a pack twelve. There's no, there's going to be yeah. ten, um, and it's going to be less. Warriors. What about Hawaii? Ooh. Yeah, they're the Mountain West now, or whatever they still are. Nobody puts Oregon State in a corner. <laughs> yes. Oh. I, it's yeah, it's weird. It's it's it, it's it's crazy. And uh, I mean, I I I really do think that at some point, when this all John mark my words, when this all shakes out, once we have what used to be the Big Ten and what used to be the SEC, and they'll probably keep those names just oh, yeah. because um, there we there will be another division of college football for all the other D one schools that didn't make it into those two conferences. There'll be three D ones. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, because I what's the point of having being in any of those other schools? Because they're at that point, you know, the NCAA is, NCAA is dirtier than what comes out of a pig's bottom. So you don't, they're going to just go like, once they take over, it's going to be like, yeah, the, the NCAA championship is going to be, SEC champion versus Big Ten champion. Yeah, I don't know. There'll be some point where we'll have to see where that goes because, yeah, once they're that big, I don't know what else you, is going to happen there. What it's are you going to do? And what's the NCAA going to do? Like, oh, no, we need to let Washington State or uh, Oregon State play um, and just get absolutely railroaded. It's like, yeah, no, just realign the divisions once again, you know, and – and well, maybe, and you know what? Maybe, maybe take those other those other schools that don't make it into the the big show, and put them with the North Dakotas and North Dakota states, South Dakota states. Or, you know, or what's like, going to happen is they're going to have to form a third division that isn't what it currently is. 
They're going to have to take the Mountain West, the Pac-10 now, the Big 12, and pull them together into a different super conference of you know non-powerful teams. I mean, the biggest name will still be probably K State, you know, and well, then and, and Stanford. Too, it's like when, when once you once you bring all those teams together, um, where did Wentz come from? He came from North Dakota State, right? Yes, North Dakota State. North Dakota State, the Bison. The, they're the ones that have won all the national championships. Yes, right. I always yep. get, I always get confused because North Dakota's got the good hockey team. Yeah. The problem is that like those teams, North Dakota State could probably beat most of those teams. Maybe. Yeah, I'm sure they could. Most like, of which of teams? Of, like, you think they could beat? Do you think they're going to beat Washington State? And yeah, Stanford? I mean some of the better. I mean that's I mean that's how marginally different it is. Like, yeah, I mean like some of the bottom tier like Conference USA teams, um, the bottom tier pack. Oh yeah, those ones. But I mean, like Washington. Oh, that's State what I'm and, saying. That's yeah, what's okay. going to be left. That's what's going to be left. Like, I'm saying Washington State, them, Oregon State, you, some of them. Yeah, like Oregon State. Like that's going to be a little bit different because I mean, that, that that is. But like, but I'm like all the other teams that are left over from these conferences that are gutted. Like they would lose to North Dakota State. Like they can't even keep up with the next tier down. So what are we going to do with these teams? Like just. Whatever it's, it's no. funky, John. We, and we we'll all think it's it coming. The biggest yeah. thing that, of course, nobody is saying, which is the the part that's going to be you know the dirty underbelly of this is, hey, um, everybody who comes in for uh, USC volleyball, you're going to have weekend trips. You're going to have midweek trips to Piscataway. You know, you're going to have midweek trips to. Uh, <laughs> uh, college park or wherever you know it's like you gotta go play in maryland you gotta go play in mm-hmm. in rutgers you know you gotta play new jersey you're gonna fly them from your volleyball team your field hockey team your lacrosse team your um your crew teams your everybody else is still is gonna have to travel just like this because that's your conference now so that'll be interesting too I'm sure there's going to be some way that they're going to divide it up so the conference isn't the same for for every other sport as it is for football. Like I can imagine, it's they're they're gonna they're gonna make sure that there's a a west once it's all done. Oh like, yeah, no, no, they'll, I they'll would do expe- something. I would expect it's like, just still going to be hard for a lot of these places having your conference touch both oceans. It, it, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, but only have for the non-revenue. West. They'll have they'll have Big Ten West, they'll have Big Ten Mountain, they'll have Big Ten Central, and they'll have Big Ten East. Yeah, and that's that's who your primary that's who your primary uh, competition is until the playoffs. Yeah, but in the meantime, because in the other sports it doesn't make sense, but in football they can afford to do that. Yeah, so football I mean, if they're smart, the if they're smart, if they're smart enough to take over all of college football, uh, they'll be smart enough to not spend money on the sports that don't no, make they, them money. They just don't care about those people so much. <laughs> that's what i'm saying they'll figure out a way not to to spend money on them so yeah all right Anyhow. um the other thing i know you had sent me on was uh matthew barry's leaving espn it's not yeah, really a wisconsin story but i like matthew barry i know a lot of people get like really upset with him because they're like oh he's terrible i hate him this and that because sometimes he gave them some whatever advice that didn't pan out like it's fantasy f- football fantasy, fantasy baseball football. like well, you make your own decisions. If you want to listen to somebody else, then you've got a problem. He man. tells you that all the time, too. If you've ever listened to his show, you know that he says, yeah. like, look, this is my advice. I'm telling you you should start this guy. And when he gets it wrong, he's like, I got that one wrong. I did that in my own league, though. And uh, I believed in it. Just, you know, turns out he didn't get those points. Or it turns out he didn't get those yards. Or I was wrong on this. And he he always owned what he said and, and got wrong. Uh, and I loved his book. Um, I told you it was, he's got the, I told you not to draft him, the fantasy life book he wrote. Right. That book is fantastic. And it's a very open story of, um, letting you very much into his life. Um, and a lot that he's gone through, you realize that, um, he wrote, uh, was it Crocodile Dundee two? Yes. No. Two. And that's, a, that was the thing too. There was two a lot three. of, uh, 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 squawks on Twitter. 
today about like Matthew Barry, former writer of Crocodile Dundee and star of uh, one of the Avengers movies because he co-starred because he had a bit part in one of the Avengers movies. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so nice too because like he had the whole thing to talk about how he um, after he moved out there because he kind of just decided that he was done writing. He'd, he'd become successful as a screenwriter even though it's not a great show. He said he understood the point of what you know they were trying to make and they wrote it and he put it all out there and they did a movie and they he was accredited and he was in the business and he was doing all right and could finally make some money off of it. And then he's like, I don't really want to do this. Kind of want to just write about fantasy sports now. And that was not a job. Uh, mm-hmm. He kind of created his own job. He created his own persona. The whole talented Mr. Roto thing was you know, something I think his wife helped brilliant. him come up to Absolutely at the brilliant. time. Yeah. Um, and it was a, a thing he used. When he went to ESPN, they at one point they're just like, "We want to actually make a fantasy sports like department. Could you tell us what that would look like?" And he put that together for them. He made what it is. And I'll grant you this: yeah. the ESPN app for fantasy sports is among the worst out there right mm-hmm. now. So yeah. he gets some credit sure. there too, I guess. But um, because Yahoo, Yahoo's best by far. That's well, like best Yahoo of the went. big sites. Yahoo, Yahoo's Yahoo's like uh, just like on uh, Demolition Man. With the franchise wars, they were like, uh, we're going to lose the, the search engine wars, so we're going to dump all of our money into fantasy sports. Sleeper does and a good one, too. Uh, there's a couple mm-hmm. other you know smaller sites that do better versions and have a better product. But of the, yeah, bi- they of do, the bigger Yahoo, ones... Yahoo on the, on the whole is, yeah, it's is, way better. Yeah, Yahoo is very reasonable. The it's app crazy. works well. You can find everything. It's easy to move through. I wish it functioned a little bit more like the desktop because there's stuff you can't do unless you're on a desktop. Just, just, just like ShopGo doesn't exist anymore, but ShopGo Optical still does. Yeah. Yeah, Yahoo really doesn't exist anymore, but Yahoo Sports is really good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah they do a good job there. But yeah, no, Matthew Berry yeah. has been interesting, and I really did love his book. It was a very good read. Yeah. And yeah, if anybody else wanted to read that, and, it's, and it's ESPN like on their channel, like with their their dedication to fantasy sports, is, has been good. And yeah. Matthew Barry is is very good. And it's like you said, it's like it's like if you're going to hitch your wagon to any one person and, and be mad that your fantasy isn't working, uh, you're a lesser person and you don't deserve to have a voice because you don't know how to take yeah. care of yourself well enough. And the response you should um, have is, I shouldn't have listened to them. But I did. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, a- as the Minnesota Vikings of your of, of our fantasy football league, I've never won the league. My wife won it on the second year she was in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I have the trophy right now in my house. <laughs> I did listen to Matthew Barry. And uh, a couple of years ago, I had, I had the first time I first time ever I had the first overall pick. And I took Seiko on Barkley and he proceeded to get injured in week what, two? Was it yeah, now for the year? Pretty quick, yeah. Yeah, and it, it went downhill from there. And I've been, I've been in the bottom, uh, I've been in the bottom three in our league for the last couple of years here. It's not and so I'm bad. Just, like, a couple of years ago, I, I'm, my tur- wife... I'm turning into the Browns. I'm going to start trading away all my picks for for Sean Watson, <laughs> so he won't play. You know, that's, <laughs> but then that guy at this point, I'm like, I can't win in this league. I've won in other leagues. I've there won money leagues against other people. Uh, Drafting nearly the same players, but uh, in, in our league, I can't. I, I, I am the Minnesota it's, Vikings. I'm. I hate everyone. It's a I rough talk, week. Yeah, I, I talk crap and uh, for no reason because I have no 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 lean. I have no leverage. But uh, yeah, now eventually, and unlike the Minnesota Vikings, I'm I'm finally I'm like giving. I'm just like I, I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you again for joining us. I have to go pass out and go to sleep here. So uh, it's it's good to have everybody with us again this week. Hopefully we'll be back with you next week as we, you know, watch the Home Run Derby and <laughs> talk about sports right. again. We'll see how things go with the Twins and Giants coming up for the Brewers and, here. And, and, and two weeks two weeks from now, John, I'm going to attempt to do the podcast from the air show in Oshkosh, oh, Wisconsin. Nice. Fabulous. That'll be cool. So from this same camper that I'm doing it in right now. So <laughs> that's good. All right. Well, thank you again, everybody. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. You can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. You can follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always 
on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.